Ag State of Mind, episode 111. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello, and welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows. Today, I am actually going solo. I realized that my hopper had run dry on how many episodes I had built up, and I went to get podcast edited to go out this week and realized I didn't have any recorded. That doesn't mean that I don't have something to share with you guys. So um, if you follow along on social media, you'll go back earlier this week. Actually, it was last week. And I talked about the podcast interview with Joe Rogan and Jewel. To me, it was one of the most interesting, enlightening just really introspective podcast episodes I have ever heard. It was just so incredible to hear Jules' story from being born in Alaska, living on a homestead, to homeless in San Diego, to a mega superstar. Just a, an incredible journey. And she is very candid in there about her struggles with mental health. She is very candid about the fact that she suffered from panic attacks, suffered from anxiety for a good part of her life. And she said something there, and I have actually read this in other places as well. And it's talking about anxiety as more of like a car alarm than it is... Um, something that we have to treat. And I'm going to dissect this just a little bit here. We look at anxiety and we see it on the surface as this super bad thing that gives us super unwanted, undesirable effects. You know, it, everybody feels anxiety different. For me, it's the tightening in my chest and it's palpitations under my jaw. Another thing I just realized this week, I never thought of it this way, but something that I do is I involuntarily bounce my leg while sitting down. And another thing I do is I mess with the buttons on my shirt. And sometimes when I'm like super over the top anxious, I'll have been messing with the buttons on my shirt and you'll see me and one of the buttons on my shirt is undone. Um, I wear a button up shirt often to work and if I'm stressed or busy or things are going crazy for me I'll be messing with that button and I won't be I'll quit paying attention and it'll be unbuttoned so uh, I have had many times where people have pointed that out to me and these are all the ways that anxiety manifest for me you know like I said it's individual everybody experiences it differently and for years, I've seen anxiety and its terrorist cousin, the panic attack, as something that really could be only treated in the moment. But I 
Before the interview with Jewel, I read a book called Redefining Anxiety by John Deloney. John is actually a member of Dave Ramsey's team. And in that book, it really kind of reshaped how I felt about anxiety and what it was. And I have always thought that anxiety, again, was something that you could really only treat in the moment. And you didn't even really know what it what caused it. It was just something that popped up. You couldn't really do anything about it. But in reading that book and in what Jewel said, it, it really struck me as something that I needed to share with everybody. Anxiety is a normal... And this is may this may just like blow some people out of the water because I don't think this is the t normal thought process when it comes to anxiety. Uh, anxiety is a normal reaction to a stressful stimuli. You think about it; these reactions happen like all of the time in our body and in even parts of our life. So. Think about whenever you sprain your knee, especially you sprain it pretty severely. There's swelling that happens. There's fever that sets in. There's all these things that are causing inflammation after that injury. Now, those things are painful. They hurt. Um, but what that inflammation is doing is actually protecting your body from any further sort of injury. And to for us to think about it in anxiety in this sort of way, anxiety acts like that as a natural reaction. It's kind of our body's natural reaction to any sort of crazy stressful situation that we don't know to, how to handle. Uh, it's that flight or fight hormone or fight, flight, or freeze whenever the the adrenaline sets in and we want to react somehow and we don't necessarily know how to react. But it doesn't mean that it can't be harmful. Much like with the inflammation, we do treat the inflammation with certain things to try and take the swelling down, take the pain away. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to do things that are going to try and prevent that injury going forward. We're going to stretch better. Uh, we're going to maybe take a little bit better precautions on how the the activities that we do. And anxiety is no different. We have to be a little more proactive in the things that we do. We have to make sure that we maybe don't put ourselves in the sort of situations where the anxiety can manifest. Or if we have to put ourselves in those stressful positions, because let's face it, we all know that the stressful thing are going to happen in our lives, maybe we do a little bit of work on the front end to try and prepare us for those things. Um, let's say I, my big thing is I, for me, especially in this newly found speaking gig that I do, I get really anxious, really nervous before a lot of things. I'll just give you this example right here. I just spoke last week to the Missouri Forage and Grassland Council annual convention in Springfield, Missouri. It's a great convention, great people there. But I will admit, I felt a little nervous when I walked in and realized that many of the audience were men in middle-aged men, men in their 50s, 60s, 70s, men that I know aren't very comfortable about talking about this sort of stuff. And 
I saw that I was not nervous driving up there. I was not nervous the week leading up to it. But man, when I walked in and saw that's who I was going to be talking to, it was a very, very stressful thing to me. But I remember a conversation I had with my coach, Miranda Burt, a few months back. And I talked to her about being nervous, about speaking in front of people, speaking in public. And, you know, my big thing is, what are they going to think of me? Are they going to think I'm stupid? Are they going to have any kind of connection to what I'm saying? And she said to me, and it was something, I can't say exactly verbatim what she said to me, but this is what stuck with me. She's like, what if they are just there and they need to hear what you have to say? What if just one person just happens to need to hear what you have to say? Would it be so scary for you to just understand that maybe what that one person has what you have to say, and that's going to be important to them? Does Can you take away all the stress, all the anxiety around that, put that all aside just for that one person to hear that? message and yeah of course I would of course I would and that's what the kind of the story I tell myself the story I tell myself before I go into a stressful event a stressful speaking event is there is somebody there who needs to hear my message not wants to hear it not has to hear it but wants to hear my message and I will do whatever it takes to fight through whatever sort of anxiety that because let's face it getting up speaking in front of a bunch of people that I don't know, um, that it is totally natural to feel some anxiety in regards to that. I mean, who wouldn't? Again, I think when you are nervous and put yourself in stressful situations and become nervous secondary to those stressful situations, I think that it is a sign that your body is functioning normally if you have some anxiety around that. But I think what we have to do to be better, to be the best versions of ourselves, is to go ahead and go into those stressful situations, but kind of work ourselves up put ourselves in situations, do the pre-work before we go instead of just, oh, no, we don't think about it. We don't prepare anything. And then boom, we're in this stressful situation. And then sometimes we freeze. And man, when you, I'll tell you, I've done this, this happened to me a few times. Whenever you're in front of a bunch of people and you don't know what to say, you don't know how the words, that's one of the scariest situations that you can have. It's just, it's, you're all out there, you're embarrassed. Um, but if you can do the little things like I do, like I tell myself the story, whatever that somebody needs to hear what I have to say that day. It makes that anxiety kind of not, it's always there, but it, it makes it easier to overcome. That's kind of the, what this recurring thing that I've been hearing lately reading. And then Jules said it really best in that interview. And I don't mean to be, to, to, hammer on this too much on this interview because I mean it was a great interview and I think everybody should go listen to it but she said something like uh, whenever the car whenever your car alarm is blaring you don't like go take a hammer to the car alarm to make it shut off do you no you want you find out why that car alarm's blaring you're trying to find out is somebody breaking into the car uh, did a ball hit it did somebody you know I don't know what what you don't you don't like yell at the alarm you don't try to just bang on that alarm and not worry about anything else. No, that alarm is there to serve as a, the purpose as something else is intruding. And that's exactly what anxiety is. Anxiety is a secondary emotion to something else happening. So think that you can treat the anxiety, but more important than treating the anxiety is 
finding out why the anxiety is happening and then treating that root cause. Because let's face it, the anxiety is needed because it alerts our healthy, normal body to a negative stimuli. And we don't want to take that away from our body. I think a lot of times people want to become numb to things and they do become numb. And then whenever they're numbed, I don't think they experience anxiety. They don't experience a whole lot of anything. So I think whenever you are experiencing anxiety, it is proof that your body is functioning in a healthy and correct way. So I really appreciate you guys. All that you guys do for me, the always the support that you have for this podcast. I am so happy that everyone is getting the word out on this podcast. We are getting more speaking events all the time. I am so overwhelmed with speaking events that I'm actually having to turn some down for my own mental health to make sure I am doing the things here at home that are working for me and that I'm not putting all of this in front of all the other things in my life. I'm, you know, just trying to create that harmony in my life. So again, appreciate you guys. I appreciate your patience with me. I will be back with more interviews coming throughout the end of the year. Some really great guests coming up. Really excited for you to hear of from all these people who we have lined up from now until the end of the year. But until next week, I appreciate your time and appreciate your efforts in helping us make rural America healthy again. See you next week. Ag State of Mind, episode 111. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.